0: Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had. And she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first. And she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough... Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let's begin with prayer. name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I can't understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. May I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. Enkindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from Fourth Sunday of Easter. The first reading challenges us to ask, am I ready to die? The second reading tells us that God is our permanent and loving father. The gospel shows us that we are being called to be good shepherds. This week, pray, listen, and love with your actions to your children. Pray, listen, and forgive your father, dead or alive. Pray, listen, and pray for forgiveness of all earthly fathers that they will repent and seek healing in Jesus Christ. Pray, listen, listen, and listen to your heavenly father. Recently, I was listening to friends that had me over to dinner at their home. We were sharing about our childhood and the husband shared how he hated his dad because he beat him and his brother unmercifully when he was growing up. He said he has not forgiven him. He has been dead for several years now. I cannot help but to think that the whole message of the cross is God the Father loving us and forgiving us through his only beloved son, Jesus We cannot forgive without accepting the message of the cross. I am praying for my friend that he will be able to accept the message of the cross and allow Jesus to give him the strength to forgive his dad. Back in 1974, I was going to counseling for depression and anger. And through the counseling, I realized I was holding anger towards my father who lived on the East Coast at the time. I always thought my anger was towards my mother who had a critical spirit at that time. My dad was a happy-go-lucky guy, but he never stood up to my mother. I forgave my dad by verbally saying, I forgive you. After I received communion recently, I sat down in the pew with my eyes closed, and I saw my father holding me with great love. He died in 1978. I remember looking into his eyes and seeing his face and feeling very close to him. Ken had, in one of his books, an answer to this question, I listened to my son describe his feelings. I listened to God who showed me forgiveness for not forgiving others as I should. I pray now, not just for my earthly father, but for all fathers, including my son and me. I have spent a great deal of this week in listening to God and responding in my actions. What was a helpful or new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken wrote in his book, The Difference Between a Good Shepherd and a Harling. In his personal application, I chose to use my credit card to make a piece of equipment available to my son who was a carpenter, I chose to pay the small amount of interest to give him a chance to pay it off to me. And I had for that, my helpful thought was, is the gospel tells me Jesus is the good shepherd and leads me. He knows me. My application is to continue to develop my intimacy with the Lord on a daily basis by not only being aware of his presence during morning prayer, but all through the day and follow his lead in my relationship with others. This week is the fifth Sunday of Easter, John 15, 1 to 8. A reading from the Gospel of John. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He prunes away every barren branch, but the fruitful ones he trims clean to increase their yield. You are clean already, thanks to the word I have spoken to you. Live on in me as I do in you. No more than a branch can bear fruit of itself apart from the vine can you bear fruit apart from me? I am the vine, you are the branches. He who lives in me and I in him will produce abundantly for apart from me, you can do nothing. A man who does not live in me is like a withered rejected branch picked up to be thrown into the fire and burnt. If you live in me, and my words stay part of you. You may ask what you will, it will be done for you. My Father has been glorified in your bearing much fruit in becoming my disciples. The word of the Lord. The questions What is Jesus and what is the Father? John 15, 1. He's the true vine, and the Father's the vine grower. What does he take away? Every barren branch. And what does he prune so that it bears more? The fruitful ones. What is the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Galatians 5, 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patient endurance, kindness, generosity, faith, mildness, and chastity, self-control. Because of what are you already pruned? John 15, three, the word, because of the word. What is the word? John 17, 17 says, your word is truth. Six, as Jesus remains in us, in whom are we to remain? In him. What can a branch not do on its own? Bear fruit. And what can we not do? Bear fruit apart from Jesus. John 15, 4. 7. What will we bear if we remain in Jesus? We will produce abundantly. And what can we do without him? Absolutely nothing. John 15, 5. 8. What happens to the builders unless the Lord builds the house? Psalm one twenty seven one says, "Unless the Lord build the house, the labor in vain who build it. They labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guide the city, in vain does the guide keep vigil." Nine. What will happen to anyone who does not remain in Jesus? He will be thrown out like a branch and wither. And what will people do with them? John 15, 6 says, people will gather them and they will be thrown into a fire and they will be burned. 10, what will happen to every tree that does not bear good fruit? Matthew 3, 10 says, even now the axe is laid to the root of the tree. Every tree that is not fruitful will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Scary. 11, ask for whatever we want, and it will be done for us. If we do what? John 15, 7 says, if you live in me and my words stay part of you, you may ask what you will. It will be done for you. Well, how is the father glorified? John 15, eight, that you'll bear much fruit and become his disciples. And Matthew 5, 16 says, in the same way, your light must shine before men so that they may see goodness in your acts and give praise to your heavenly father. That's so that they'll see goodness jesus in you they'll see god in you is your temple of the holy spirit 13 what will we be if we remain in jesus jesus's word his disciples what will we know the truth and what will it do to us set you free john 8 31 32 says if you live according to my teaching You are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A personal question. How have you abided in Jesus? And how do others see Jesus abiding in you through your actions? What kind of fruit do they see? Deacon Ken wrote, by establishing and maintaining a living relationship with Jesus, I try to see his present, presence present in my words and actions. They see him in my humor, compassion, even when I am in pain. And the last part, what kind of fruit do they see? Living out my scripture, joy love, peace, and I wrote by spending time with him and listening to him as he speaks to me in his word, then doing what he tells me. I also answered from a book dated 1999, my relationship with Ken in the love and forgiveness we show each other on a daily basis. I am abiding in Jesus. Others see this through the love we share and the unity that's ours. The peace and joy that we have as we are one under Christ's headship is visible to others, the presence of Jesus. That goes back to Jesus in the, in the church, his love for us. The Commentary. Jesus teaches about the vine and the branches. The grapevine is a prolific plant and a single vine bears many grapes. In the Passover meal, the fruit of the vine was a symbol of God's goodness to his people. Jesus shows us the difference between two kinds of pruning. One type is separating the and the other is cutting back the branches. Fruitful branches are cut back to promote growth, but branches that do not bear fruit are cut off at the trunk. In other words, those who will not bear fruit for God or who try to block the efforts of God's followers will be separated from the divine flow of life. The Christian character includes the qualities of excellent fruit, such as prayer, joy, and love. To abide in Christ is to live in Christ. It really means to take up residence with him. He will reside within us if we truly believe that he is God's son, 1 John 4.15, and that we receive him as our Lord and Savior, John 1, 12. We are called to keep his commandments, 1 John 3, 24. Continuing in faith, 1 John 2, 24. And relating to the community of Christian believers, Christ's body. Many people today try to do what is good and right. Jesus tells us that the only way to live a truly good life is to stay close to him, like a branch attached to the vine. What about us? Are we receiving the nourishment and life offered to us by our Lord Jesus Christ? A rich harvest honors the harvester, for he has gathered the fruits. Be a disciple of the Lord And help bring people into a right relationship with Jesus Christ. If your relationship is not right, then take a moment right now and confess to him. Ask his forgiveness and enjoy the fruit of his harvest, which is peace, joy, and love. The application for this week, the first reading tells us how to be a bridge for new believers The second reading shows us that love is a decision, not a feeling. The gospel reveals that to abide means to take up residence. And I also want to add that love is, is a decision just as forgiveness is a decision. With the help of Christ, we can forgive anyone in our life. This week, Be a bridge between family members, school, or work associates. Try to encourage others to be the best that they can be. Let God's love abide in you, and you will make a terrific Barnabas. Remember, be a peacemaker and be a friend. Make a friend and bring that friend to Christ. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this lesson today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for loving us and choosing us to be your disciples. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Your love is what continues us going on. But without your love, we can do nothing. And knowing your love is what gives us ability to forgive others. We thank you and we love you, Lord. You you are our father. You are a real father. Thank you, Father God, for loving us so much that you sent your love, beloved son, Jesus, to die on the cross to give us life, life to the full. Thank you, Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each
0: week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. You can also email us at MagnificatCST at AOL.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.